there's a letterbox review that's just like, I just want someone to bring me Keanu home from the farmer's market. <laughs> when, when's that going to happen for me? Well, when you're a multimillionaire and can afford to have an at home doctor's call. <laughs> he already had flowers and like a funny bit with the flowers ready to go. He's just like, just a dream, just you, a dream boy. Do you think he was thinking about that the whole ride there or he just, was yeah, already in there? yeah, it definitely had like a rehearsed kind of aspect to it, but it was still like smooth enough that you get a pass. I think when you look like that, you get a pass too. You just yeah. say whatever you and you're want. a doctor. And you're yeah, and you're a doctor, like a and you're ideal aged doctor, like seventeen, eighteen <laughs> years younger than uh, the person that you're wooing. <sighs> anyway, I guess uh, yeah, let's get started. Do you have like a good uh, a good like phrase for rom com month, like rom com dom dom, like something like that? Rom com dom dom is actually what I have written here. Believe it or not, <laughs> wait, literally, no. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Does it say gullible too? Because no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rom. I was just gonna go with rom com month. Yeah, I was just, just three syllables. We, just where your where your rom com rads, but I don't I don't know if I can do anything <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, rom com. This is up to Robbie. Robbie's always the one who comes up with the puns. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. We'll we'll come back at the end. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, if I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think I'll, about. I'll it. circle back. I'll, uh, as you guys know, I don't know how to start, so it'll either be just like kicking around pun ideas or <laughs> welcome to late to the movies. I'm Ben Holton. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Every week we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before, but really should have by now this week. We're kicking off rom-com month all February long. We'll be watching rom-coms and I think all specifically movies that I personally haven't seen before. When we're starting with one of those, it's 2003's something's gotta give. Here with me is uh, two returners to the podcast. We got Robbie. Hey. And Corey. I'm back. The sickness cannot keep me away. That's right. Just as you know, Corey's was had a, like a huge frequency of episodes. And then in the last month, he's been battling something. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, he keeps <laughs> trying to have sex and then having to go to the hospital. And that's. That's oh, the thing that oh, happens oh, in the movie. Geez, yeah, you both like, looked at me like it's not a reference to the movie we're talking about. <laughs> I was like, nobody's have, having sex with me. I've never seen anything like that happen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. I don't leave the house. Oh, am I supposed to watch this movie? Yeah, uh, it's okay. So I haven't seen this before. Robbie, have you seen this before? I have not seen this before. For once, I have seen this movie oh, before, man. and Ben has not. Huh. That's true. Is there a particular reason? I don't want to... Like why? Why have you seen this before? Do you I know, honestly there, have it no just, idea. It just I just happened to, to like it, it was probably on TV when I was like at my parents' house, something and like that. I just watched it. Gotcha. I was expecting like girlfriend or, or some that could some be also a reason, reason. But um, I oh, can't think I of a girl our age theaters, that is actually. like you have to go. Oh, okay. It was two thousand three. It was two thousand three. Mm, that, that was prime like high school girlfriend. Go yeah. to the theater. Yeah. Middle school, high school. Right that was the only place this, I could go. This movie opened at number one, so it was a lot of people went to see it. So that's probably it. Um, okay, so uh, we'll get into it deeper, but it's been a little while since you've been on, so I'm curious: Have you been watching anything during during your quarantine? Did you watch anything good? I don't think I watched anything. Nice. <laughs> Not even shows. Like I, <laughs> um, it's just been Warzone. <laughs> yeah, it's just been Warzone. <laughs> I, I don't know why Warzone and YouTube videos, um, mostly about Warzone. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened. The game sucks, and 
but you can't stop. Gotta get back in the it's, it's kind of man. like cocaine, you know, <laughs> or like crack. Yeah. It sucks, but you can't stop. Just gotta keep going for yeah. it. So similar answer, same, fl- different flavor, but same ballpark for you. Yeah, you know, uh, binge watching the same things, but I did recently start watching New Girl and um, oh, excellent, top notch sitcom, just top notch sitcom, probably the funniest show I've ever seen. Excited to have another person in the group that we can like reference New Girl to because that show has so many funny jokes. In it. I, I don't so know good. why I haven't seen screenshots. I haven't seen memes. Like there's no jokes that people bring up from the show. And I've almost made a couple myself where I'm like, okay, I need to screen. It's just so much. Uh, it's a lot of work, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I don't see more of it. I don't know why I'm not memeing as a full-time job right now. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of uh, Nick Millers out there watching the show. Like this is good. Somebody should do something about this. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be me. <laughs> yeah, no, I love new girl. Have, have for a while. And, uh, it's it's a good time to jump in. It's all on Netflix. The whole thing's done, so you can just, you know. I have watched a few episodes of something. Uh, it's always sunny. There you go. Oh, yep. I saw yeah. the the new ones too. I, I new, only saw new season the first stuff. Four, yeah, the yeah. new season stuff. It's interesting. Their podcast is great too. I haven't checked out the podcast. Shout out. I have heard that. Podcast. I've heard that. I've heard that. That's good. Hmm. I'm uh I've only watched sporadically Always Sunny, just never something I've gotten into. Not because of any particular reason. There's just a lot of things to watch, and usually I'll just watch There's only 14 seasons. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, it's only the longest running live action sitcom of all time. That's their problem, <laughs> is they've reached that status where it's like 14 seasons and now telling somebody to watch it is just like if I, you have I haven't, time. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, At least like, with that you can kind of like, all of it. You can kind of jump in, right, and get you, you, the general idea wherever. You don't yeah, need you don't to need watch an order at all. Honestly, if you started with season one, you'd probably be confused because you're like, where the fuck is Danny DeVito? He doesn't come in until season two. Yeah. And he's like integral to that show. <laughs> yeah. So just because we've recorded a lot of episodes in a row, I've already gone over what I've been watching. Even though it was only last week, I think this would be the third episode in a row where most recently I watched all the Scream movies. Mm. Like I said in the other episodes, they're all good. You should watch them. Uh, the new ones in theaters, I understand if people don't want to go see it um, because of, you know, Omicron. But you think all the Scream movies are good. Yep. So like even that's impressive yep. for like a, a, a it started in the 80s, right? It's like one of those slasher films. Uh, 1996. 96. OK. 96. 90, OK. 96. And two and three hold up. That's interesting because you mm-hmm. just recently watched them. And Maybe four. I'll check them out. Maybe it's four, right? Four and now five. Yep. Oh, five is the new one. I thought five is the was one the in theaters. One. So the first three are basically a trilogy between late 90s to around 2000. Okay. I think the third one's 2000. And then 11 years later, in 2011, Scream 4. And then 11 years later, 2022, now is Scream 5. Oh, that's gross. I don't like that math that it works like that. Yeah, that there's <laughs> there's three in like two and a half years and then an 11 year jump and then another 11 year jump. Another 11 year jump. That's the one that made me So 11 more years we'll get Scream 6. For sure. So so let's get into it. So um, do you want to do a, a plot recap? It has to be a new person. So it's either me or you. Oh, Ben. I mean, come on. Right. I have to. Oh, man, I have to watch the clock and do it at the same time. I, I can time you. I can time you. All right, cool. Hold on, we I'll give you phones. the... <laughs> we do have phones. We can help you out there. It is, it is possible. It can be done. 2022. All right, you ready? Yeah, I've always put other people on the spot, so this is maybe some come up, it's coming, but I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> Three, two, one. So Jack Nicholson is dating Amanda Pete. There's like a 30-year age difference. She, she takes him to her mother's Hamptons home for the weekend, um, of course, the mother, played by Diane Keaton, walks in on them sort of having like a, a sexy tour of the house. 
and um, is like, oh man, that guy's old. Then Frances McDormand, Academy Award winner, is also there. And she's like, we should all hang out because it's funny. I'm a college professor. This will be a really funny thing to happen. Um, So they do that. Eventually, it's pretty clear that Amanda P and Jack Nicholson aren't going to work out. So she's like, I'm going to break up with him, Diane Keaton. You should date him. At the same time, his doctor is Keanu Reeves. Oh, cool. And uh, basically, they swap. And then there's a love triangle with Keaton, Nicholson, and Keanu Reeves. Then uh, Jack Nicholson decides that he does can't be monogamous. Then he decides that's a terrible idea. Takes like six months to revisit every person he's ever dated. And then ends up in Paris with Diane Keaton. Done. <laughs> there you go. Pretty much that's it. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is there too, but then Keanu Reeves is just like, yeah, you guys got a thing going on. I'll get out of your way. Movie over. Yeah, I'm going to start with the worst thing about the movie. Like, you got to start with the cons. Okay. okay. <laughs> Keanu takes an L. No. Yeah, he does. He takes Keanu, a huge Keanu not succeeding was like, oh, that's kind of sad. A lot of people take L's like pretty gracefully in this movie, which I think is is a refreshing thing. Like I said, we're kicking off rom-com month with this, and we'll be talking about formula stuff, but everyone handles breakups in drama that normally in movies, normally in rom-coms, it'd be like a big dramatic thing. Everyone's kind of just like, oh, we're not good to, like, you guys go date instead. Except for Diane Keaton, which is why she's wow. the villain in this movie. Ooh, interesting. That's my hot take. That's that's a tough call, but we'll get into it, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that sequence where she's sobbing and like, Yeah, I have notes hysterical. on that sequence, actually. I, I have so also good. notes on that sequence. Like, oh, I, I I've seen so we'll, death yeah, scenes with drier eyes. Like, Jesus, Diane. Ah, so funny. Um, so let's... Overall, what was everyone's impression of this movie? Obviously, second or however many if time for you. First time for me, first time for you. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a great movie. I had a lot of fun watching it, and I was kind of like, when it started, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. I think like the initial intro, I was very like, Ugh, this is super tired, you know? And it, it didn't come across that way. It was pretty fresh. It was pretty... uh entertaining the entire time i feel like yeah i I really enjoy it um the beginning kind of like feels like oh this is like not that interesting it's you know pretty standard stuff happening um but then as it progresses you kind of get a little more sucked in and then you're like all right i'm invested in this love triangle and (laughs) (laughs) um you know jack nicholson he's just a a suave guy does he play again? No, he's Henry in this, right? Henry, yeah. Henry, Harry. Okay. Harry. Harry. Oh, yeah. Harry. Ha- he's Harry, the character in the plays Henry, or vice versa. Okay, something like that. <laughs> he's Harry. His, oh, his uh, um, username was, this was Harry 13, right? 37. 37. 37. Oh. Which is just like, so in Me the Robbie, movie. We can't remember anything. <laughs> Ben's just correcting us. <laughs> in, in the movie, his character's 63, but his screen name is Jack Nicholson's actual birth year which is he's 66 in the movie. Oh, gotcha. So it's 2003 and his, his username is Harry 37. And if he had been born in 1937, he'd be 66, but his character is 63 or lying about his age really badly since his years and his username. (laughs) Gotcha. I don't, I don't think he was ever trying to lie about it. No, I I don't think so either. So it was just like a funny thing. (laughs) Like, 
could have just been 40. Like, I don't know why it had to be 30. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, I see what you're saying. I I was trying to figure out the numbers in the name too. I, they didn't seem to matter to it. Cause like, what was her screen name numbers? Did you, I don't remember. It didn't seem to be as relevant. And like, I don't know. I know from making my own screen names, like don't put too much thought into the fucking numbers. (laughs) Sometimes it's like, you just type in two letters and they have to be 37. I like the number three and I like the number seven. I'll (laughs) be Harry three, seven. Yep. Five, six, four, three is my yeah, thing. Harry, whatever. Oh, and he yeah. was like, oh, that username's not available, but you can be Harry 37. Exactly. Yeah. That's my, I've been Robbie five, six, four, three my whole life. And it's just like five, six and then backwards four, three. Yeah. I think that pattern's cool. But- <laughs> yeah. That's the reasoning behind all of your five, six, four, three usernames. Yeah. For the last like 30 I've ne- years. I don't know why I've never asked you why. your pins. Nope. Okay. Good. <laughs> Absolutely is not. It's just a really fun pattern. I liked when I was typing out my username. Yeah. Like we, one we all time. know his RuneScape password now though. <laughs> yeah. Cause he accidentally types it into the discord, discord chat frequently. Daily. If, as you can see, it's the two screens. So I go to log in, but I'm still clicked on your, yeah, there you go. So this movie starts with a, a, Jack Nicholson kind of skeevily monologuing over Butterfly by Crazy Town. And I was just like, yeah, let's go. This is not exactly what I thought this movie was going to start with, but I'm ready for this. So I'm, uh, I, I put it on and then like I was going to grab my bowl of cereal and stuff and that song came on, on and I was just like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah I was just like, like yeah. grooving with it. Here we go. It's like, I love this song. <laughs> and he's like, something about young ladies. <laughs> You're like, oh, so he like steals youth from young women and he's like a vampire in this? It's like, kind of. It's definitely a very weird way to start it because I feel like they they gave his character... Like you're just supposed to hate him for more for only the reason that he dates young women. But it doesn't seem like he's tricking the young women. It seems like he's... supposed to hate him. I think he's just kind of like... Well, he's supposed to be like, you know what? Fuck this guy. This guy's kind of a loser. I guess I don't. I don't know what. Like normally, I feel like there's an element of like sliminess or trickery. But with this character, it just felt like, hey, I don't want a commitment, and young women seem to be fine with that, and I don't want anything deep, and I'm very upfront about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You do you, man. It's not the best way to live life, but like, it seems to be a completely honest way to live your life. I don't know. Yeah, and his girlfriend at the time in the car was literally like, he was talking like oh yeah my mom and, and then he was like oh you know your mom and she was just like yeah she's too old for you and like he was just like totally like normal about it's it like, so yeah, she. probably if she's not under 30 i'm not everybody knows his deal he knows his deal and he's like yeah, yeah he's take it or leave it he's so famously single that he has had a new york magazine article written about him yes um so yeah i i, I just love that it starts with that <laughs> And uh, yeah, you immediately come, it starts with him and Amanda Pete, who I believe is playing like late 20s, but she's about 31 when this movie comes out. Okay. Um, But Jack is 66, I believe. So that's. It is quite a huge gap. It is (laughs) quite a huge gap. That's double. I'm not going to say it's not gross. It's just uh, everybody's, I'm not attracted to it. Sizable. They're clearly, she's clearly attracted to him for whatever reason. And this is clearly happens in real life for whatever reason i think it's kind of like a mirror like they both are like oh this will be something that is not serious and it'll just maybe be fun for a while and that's how they both feel about it yeah and they both sort of come around to understanding maybe i want more in life even though amanda pete isn't you know the main character as the movie goes on that's still sort of the arc that she's on at the same she definitely has like a main character plot you just don't get to see it it is kind of interesting to see it come back up at the end of like oh you were doing your whole growth thing it's good good for you yeah so she she also grows but at the beginning it's just for both of them 
they both know like what they're getting out of it. And they're like, okay, this is going to be easy. Yeah. This is not going to be difficult. Yeah. No, I guess I just don't like that whole mindset they had back in the day where somebody would even write an article about it where it's like, what businesses of yours? Like this person's just like, Eh. I don't know. New York Magazine. It's oh, fine. like with the age gap thing. Yeah, I mean, we still it's do. Not it with like Leo she was today, like, I guess, freshly eighteen, and he was like sixty. It was like it's a person who's like matured enough where they like have the re- recognition of. I'm glad you said that. That might be what's doing it for me is like she was 31. So if they had presented me with actually like a 22 year old in this movie, I might feel a lot differently about him. Like if it was that big of a, and I think that's more what they were trying to imply is what he did. Not that he was dating 31 year olds or 29 or 28 year olds. And uh, so, yeah, let's 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 get into uh, some of the characters here. So Jack Nicholson, Diane Keaton are the main people. Jack Nicholson's playing kind of himself, kind of Warren Beatty. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, this movie's deranged. We should just say that up front, um, in a good way. I, I really liked this movie, but this movie's weird as hell. Oh, absolutely. Weird as hell. Um, and again, a good way. I like, I like how strange it is, but. Oh, I keep forgetting. You haven't seen this before. No, no, no. Oh, right. (laughs) So I knew coming into it, the. The triangle part of it and the, and the general form. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I knew the general form of he's dating her daughter, then they get together or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Jack Nicholson's doing his Jack Nicholson thing. It's funny for you because we just watched The Shining. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes, he definitely said something to, uh, it wasn't, here's Johnny. It was something, it wasn't, and it wasn't makes Jack Del Boy. I think he says all work and no play in it or something along those lines. And it was very like uncomfortable for a second. (laughs) Yeah, but him... Especially the the big middle part of it, you know, most of the first hour where he's in the house with Diane Key and and you just expect at one point he's going to be chasing her up the stairs, saying like I'm just going to bash your brains in a little bit, but <laughs> um, but he can't go upstairs. That's the whole thing. No, so he can't, can't do that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got Jack, Diane Keaton, Keanu Reeves as definitely like the one B tier. And it's an Nancy Myers movie. So those are really the big people to talk about in this. And anyone you want to jump in on? Um, well, it's funny we say Jack Nicholson's crazy in this movie because Keanu's a little weird in this movie too. And I have a quote, I knew you'd smell good after randomly kissing her neck in a restaurant. I think that takes the cake for weirdest thing somebody does in the movie. You think so? I, maybe. It I don't seemed know. to work. It did well, work for some reason, but it was real weird. Think about that progression. They've met two three times just as the doctor for the, this older man that stays in her house. <laughs> yep. Um, and then he's int- attracted to her. It's like, Hey, let's get dinner. They get dinner. And the first thing he does is like, Hey, you smell good and kiss her on like the side of the neck. It's like, that's, that's a that's pretty forward. Not just you smell good. I knew you'd smell oh, good. Yeah. Like you've been thinking about this. Like, I don't know. I've been thinking about your scent. <laughs> I don't know. It works on her. It's just like he's like old, life, old lady. I don't like, know if that would work. If they smell good, I was gonna say it's scripted to work on her. Of course it did. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that I really liked Jack Nicholson in this movie. I did too. I did. I too. think his he's like so... facial expressions yeah. <laughs> and like reactions to things were really I, like I felt like it was really on point. Like yeah. I felt the emotion yeah. 
from his reactions. There was a lot of points in the movie where um, Diane, Ke- Erica, is that her? Yeah, er- Erica, Erica was just going off on him. And you could tell like he had a lot to say, but he was just like needing time to process. And then she'd just be gone. And I'm just like, yeah, I'd be exactly like Jack Nicholson's character where he's just like, and she's just like, well, I guess you don't care then. And it's like, I haven't even said anything. His facial expressions are just so good. Like you just see him, he's like, like I mean, obviously nobody yeah. can see what I'm doing right now, but clearly someone you, you having an anxiety that. attack. Like someone well, that, distressed I mean, that too. Yeah. I, I, I think the thing that Nicholson does in this is just convey really kind of a complex thing with what he's doing in these different scenes, sort of deceptively complex his performance because you think he's all surface level, but it's even something that, um, Marin, yeah, that's Jessica Biel's character. Um, she says, uh, Amanda Pete's character. Wow, I, I mixed them up in my mind. Never mind. They have similar last names yeah. and are around the same age. <laughs> uh, Amanda Pete's character says to um, her mom after they she spent like one night with uh, Jack in the house, or she's like, he's just like, dis- like catches you off guard with something like really deep and soulful all of a sudden. It's like, yeah, where does that come from? But every now and then he just like, there's something and you're like, holy shit, how did you know that about me? Well, and that's, I think that's what I like so much about the character is everything he does is intentional. And you find out later in the movie, it's because he doesn't know that there's another way to be. Like he's never experienced yeah. the love he actually gets to experience. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of perspective about what he's doing, how it affects other people. Mm. And just, he just, like you said, he's just like, well, this is just what I do. Right. This is kind of it. And everyone knows it, like, beforehand. Yeah, and everyone knows it. Everyone, everyone, everyone knows, knows it. my deal. No one's expecting more of me. It's supposed to be a pretty upfront yeah. uh, exchange, but and I think what he finds out and what you find out when he goes and re- reconciles with the people during that six months is, like, he should have put a little more thought into, like, what they yeah. were looking for. But you know what? That's yeah. on them, too. They should have also put more effort into communicating what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. he's definitely been thoughtless. He hasn't necessarily done anything. He hasn't, like, done anything illegal, but he's <laughs> been very thoughtless. Mm. Um, well, and yeah, because, like, the reaction from the people was mixed, he was saying. Like, some of them didn't even want to talk to him. Other people were like, yeah, let's do this. Let's have a chat about what yeah. happened. And people Which, said that very generous uh, of he people. helped them. <laughs> Like there are multiple people that are like, yeah, yeah. I, I helped them like move on or like find what they really wanted in life. And well, closure. And I, I think it's closure, easy yeah. from their perspective to be like, oh, and he did X, Y, and Z and didn't care and led me on. And from like to actually talk to him where he was like, no, I thought we were just all on the same page here. I don't know. I think it's an interesting com- like just view of communication because it's on both people, I think. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, like you said, I think Jack's really good in this movie. Here, here's a good time to mention. So I, I was kind of workshopping which movies we should target for this month. I was talking to my sister and my mom about it. And uh, earlier today, I was like, oh, we're going to do something's got to give. And they both <laughs> were like, revulsion. They were like, I hate that movie. Really? I hate that movie. It's it's just awful. I was like, wait, hold on. Really? Because I thought it was, I thought it was, it kind of kicked ass. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah. And uh, they both just like, yeah, man, they just can't, they cannot get with the whole Jack Nicholson vibe in this movie. Really? So they, do they not like that he ends up with her at the end? Do they think that like. Well, I think some of it for a lot of people is like, okay, you're going to pick like 66 year old Jack Nicholson over 2003 Keanu Reeves, who's a doctor and likes your plays. 
But it's kind of supposed to be the point that she's just as bad as him. I don't know if anybody sees that. Maybe I'm like putting too much meaning into it, but like they don't have a ton in common either other than he's like a fanboy over her plays. But when you look at the two of them interact, she treats him like she's he's her grandkid. They don't have that same kind of connection. And like you can tell it's because he doesn't have the same kind of worldly experience that Jack does. He's no better for her than her daughter was for Jack. Right, yeah, as as Jack says when she's going off to her first date with him, like, just, you know, it's easy. Exactly. It's, it's like, just... But, O3 Keanu? <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, that's I, the, I don't even like part. men, and I would choose O3 Keanu over most of the people yeah. in that movie. <laughs> this is Keanu coming exactly. off of the two Matrix sequels earlier in yeah. 2003, and, like... I mean, it's the same comparison. We're talking about it's Jessica Biel and Diane Keaton. Like everyone would choose Jessica Biel, but he he broke up with her, even though she thought he, she was breaking up with him. Yeah. Amanda Pete, but same, Amanda Pete. same problem. Whatever. I'm like, wait, wait, wait where <laughs> same she? thing. I did. It's like Jessica Biel keeps getting dragged into here, and we need to leave her and her alone. Um, Unbelievable. Exactly. Yeah, I think. I, I, yeah, everything you guys are saying, I, I agree with. Um, <laughs> So Diane Keaton is awesome in this movie. I, I think she's really wonderful. She she's I both agree and disagree. Uh I think there's there's things she does in this movie that I don't know if other people can pull off. I don't think she should be allowed to cry in movies. Yes. Dude, that, that's the first thing I thought <laughs> I, of. I was that's like, oh that's my really God. weird. That's one of my favorite sequences in this movie. So I'm curious what you guys are just mad the entire about. time. I hated it. I, I almost hated everything about it. Really? Yeah, it was it's terrible. It's so funny. It was some of the worst crying I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's supposed it's it's supposed to be. It, it, it didn't feel like comedic enough to be. It didn't. She's mm-hmm. going pretty big. Yeah, but like it, I didn't find it that like I thought I was like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But like after, you know, two or three cries, I was like, all right, I like it was so loud too, like compared to the other noises in the movie. So like the the volume balancing throughout that scene, I you was guys just, were just like, all hung over when you were watching this. Or no, <laughs> I just was. No, I, I, I was like, drink oh, anymore. I, I, I still have a headache. I still have a headache. Just adults I, drinking root beer for, talking about a rom com. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's what 30 looks like. <laughs> Um, I even took notes about, let's see, <laughs> the crying for 10 scenes was loud and OD it was literally my notes. <laughs> I thought that sequence was wonderful. So. I, I have, well, I'm glad people enjoy it. Diane Keaton sucks at <laughs> crying. It's uncomfortable and way, way, way too much. I've seen death scenes with less goddamn, but I guess if it was supposed to be over the top, then I, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> but, well, it's good to it's good to disagree about something. The, it was clearly like it didn't even look like it, it like it was definitely not recorded live, um, like because the her screams and cries did not match oh. like her facial expression. You know, like it it, it looked like it was pre recorded or well probably post recorded and then um, added in there because it didn't look like a, a live recorded sound. There was definitely parts of of that. Where they were like, it was like a, a track because I think they yeah, I mean, they played some the, of ADR is like, a pretty normal tool in a lot of movies to add in stuff, but uh, it's just like when you dub something in later. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but no, I don't know. I I think they just probably stretched it out for a, a little bit longer than I would have liked. <laughs> I thought it was really funny, but I, I guess I can see why you would think otherwise. But yeah, it's just so it's funny. funny. Just the idea that she starts. Really dramatically crying on like outside a restaurant in New York, makes it back to the Hamptons. Couple it's been times, like a few yeah. days and she's still <laughs> like saying, really dramatically crying. She was crying for longer than she knew this guy. It was like a fucking week. 
That's something else I have uh, notes on is the the time frames in this movie. Well, yeah, the the idea that she's still in love with Nicholson when they really only hung out for a week and she's been with Keanu for six months. She's six months, but and then like even that, after Paris that first together, week, she's like, I love you. And he's like, I don't know how to answer that. And it's like, you're lucky he's not like, you're a crazy bitch because it's been a week. You can't just do that. Yep, I've experienced the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they're... <laughs> um, <laughs> I that's think all we need there. <laughs> that's all we need there. Uh, I, I just think there's, I don't know. I, I There's a thing that is being expressed through Diane Keaton that is just like a little messy, but it's this person who thinks they know what they want. They were already married for 20 years and she really feels like the door is closed on her and any romantic relationship. So she gets this guy who like seems to really get her in a way that she doesn't know anyone else who has. Okay. And uh, she's just like, no, I could do this. This, this could work. And he just fundamentally is bad at it. He's bad at being in a relationship and he, and he can't think of a good way to say that to someone who was married for 20 years and is in their fifties, like Diane Keaton is. And she's just like, what are you talking? You're you're not good at being a boyfriend. Are you kidding me? Well, and that's kind of where I come from, where I'm saying like she is exactly like his mirror because she's being incredibly thoughtless to him because literally this man just had medical emergencies and is experiencing something he's admitted he didn't think was real or could ever be felt before and is like it's the closest I'd ever call something to love. And you know, he's a serial bachelor. Give him a little bit of space, man. Like you're, you're in your perspective. You're crying for days. Like you're not even stopping to think how this is affecting him whatsoever. You know, it's, it's literally the same exact thing. And that's why I think Diane Keaton is the villain in this movie. She literally causes him to have an anxiety attack and then writes a mean fucking play about him. I mean, and then kills him. <laughs> That, I, I like that joke. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like when, when they're in Paris at the end and, and she's like, oh, yeah, you couldn't like have written it to end up like us all here at the same time. He's like, well, if you were writing it, I'd be dead. And then they all <laughs> yeah, like that, laugh that a, a little one. too hard. <laughs> she's like, ha, 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 ha. Start cheersing. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, I mean, from the perspective of like, he really didn't tell her no. He literally sat there sputtering like you could see he was still processing. Like, for all she knows, he had a lot more to say. She just yeah. already wrote the story in her head and she was like, this is how it's going to go and this is how I'm going to write it. And I think from her perspective too, not not just like, I'm sure there's a little selfishness there, but also like, oh, you need some time to process this. Meanwhile, you're you're like dating, a, you're out on a date with like another 20 year old. He told her he was already set up before they left. Again, it's only been a yeah. week. I mean, like, it's a pretty... And he's yeah. like, I'm trying to get my bearings. And she's like, well, I don't want bearings. Okay, you're being well, she crazy. she says she already has her bearings. <laughs> she said she had them and she doesn't want them anymore. And it's like, well, that's a mistake because you should always want bearings. Like you had wrong bearings, but now you need new bearings. Yeah. yeah I, your car won't work without them. You can't just go running around without bearings, Diane. Doesn't I, work I like don't that. I think he should have went on a date with another girl like that week, even if it was pre like whatever. But she gave him rocks to remember her by. I assume they were going their separate ways and we're never going to meet again. Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't, well, I don't, it was, I don't if we still that, know each other. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that was the, I think, she, I mean, she saw her like waiting by her phone and stuff. So I think she was thinking like, and the first phone call she gets after he leaves, she answers with, oh, I know you would call. Mm. Um, and yeah. and that's how she gets pulled into the city with the, the ex-husband and the new fiance. Everyone just dating in weird age gaps. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Like intertwined in a kind yeah. of way. Well, it's funny. It's it's like everyone really is like, I don't know why I'm so mad at this guy, the ex-husband dating this. Even Amanda Pete's like, I don't know why I'm so mad about this. I'm almost 30. I shouldn't, but I just like, I'm so mad. Ben, do you know what I realized why I'm having this, like this view of the relationships? I just watched the new girl seasons with her dad in D from It's Always Sunny and how like they're a perfect couple for each other. And I'm like, see, I misjudged age gaps and they're okay. Sometimes I have no right to be putting my own opinions in here. (laughs) That's why I'm so pro the the age gap. It's uh, less uncomfortable to me since I just watched that. Yeah. Yeah, so there's 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 like a lot of things being expressed through the movie about age gap stuff. Francis McDormand's character makes it explicit by saying, you know, if the if the uh genders were reversed, then you being unmarried in 63 would be like a tragedy. You'd be thought of as cursed. But yep. since you're a guy, they write magazine articles <laughs> about you. Yes. Yes. Which I thought was funny. Um so we haven't talked too much about Nancy Myers yet. We did one Nancy Myers kind of episode before because she wrote Father of the Bride with Charles Shire. Charles Shire directed it. Um, him and Nancy Myers are married at that point. They divorce in 1999, and a few years later, she writes and directs this movie. <laughs> um, so this movie's really meta, huh? It's like even more meta than I thought it was. Quite quite possibly. I don't know how they're... Div- I think they are still on good terms, maybe not. Or at this point, I think they're still... I don't know. In the movie, she wrote a play about this. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's some. That's layered. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's it's layers upon layers. Call this episode The Onion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is her third directed movie. She's written a bunch of, of them before then. We, like I said, we talked a lot about this in Father Brides, so we don't have to rehash, but she directs Parent Trap, What Women Want, and then Something's Gotta Give. Um, Parent Trap is one of, this isn't me counting, this is just on Wikipedia, so grain of salt, one of only 36 movies on Disney Plus that are directed by a woman. Wow. Um, out of the like, you know, several. Like Disney. Out of the several hundreds and hundreds of movies that are on Disney Plus. That's 36. Crazy. It's amazing that it's a number of somebody yeah. that can just casually count. Yeah. I think it's over 500 movies and there's 36 Ooh. to rate uh, by f- female filmmakers. That's going back to the 1930s. But I've actually yeah. seen that movie. Both yeah. I, I think I saw Parent Trap in theaters in uh, 1998. I don't think I've seen the whole Parent Trap. Like at least not enough to remember the whole thing. Well, there's the original and the remake, right? There's an original from like way back in the day, and then the '98 sure versions. Uh, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, I have. I definitely haven't seen the Lindsay Lohan one. And oh, there's like a little British girl, right? It's Lindsay Lohan. One of them's oh. British and one's American. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, one of them's British, one's American, but they're both Lindsay Lohan. Okay, never mind. I thought they were. Yeah. Wait, okay. you mean there wasn't another? <laughs> So, um, so this is the second Nancy Myers movie we've done. And the first one was father of the bride. I did that with Martha. That was, I think only like the third episode recorded, but because of Halloween, uh, in October, I think it was like the sixth episode to actually get released. Whatever. Nancy Myers has a lot of hallmarks, like rich, white, independent women who don't really have to work. No one in this movie really has to work. Everyone has the guy of these like very rich, high society ish jobs are just ambiguously like Jack owns a bunch of companies. Um, they only really describe one of them <laughs> kind of a lot of being sort of um, like fetishizing commodities and, and these sort of hallmarks of being rich. And um, I, I don't know if it's always fair, but that's the, a lot of things. It's 
people drinking wine in nice houses, sometimes on the beach in the Hamptons, white turtlenecks that Diane Keaton's wearing, a lot of whites, a lot of big kitchens. And uh, it, it's kind of reductive. And, and there was some drama not too long ago about people just sort of rating her movies simply on like how big the kitchens are. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think there's a lot more going on in this movie particularly with its kind of weird plotting and the naughtiness of the way the movie flows and the kind of subversions it does of romantic comedies that I don't really feel like that's diminishing the movie. No, it's kind of interesting to think about too, because like there's definitely a portion of the population that relates well to those types of movies regardless. And then like, how real do you want movies to get? Like how much like your life do you want a movie to really be? Because I don't know if I could make a movie about my life that would be overly interesting that someone would want to watch. So there's definitely a balance in there somewhere that I think the criticism needs to be like, well, yeah, you consume media. Well, I consume media to experience something <laughs> different from my everyday life or else I wouldn't watch anything. I would just yeah. live. live it. <laughs> yeah, you just live. So that's that's sometimes what people say. Is this actually, are people actually connecting with this on an emotional level? Is it actually like, you know, art revealing some truth about the world and the people are in it or whatever? Or is this just sort of escapism and upwardly mobile, aspirational kind of nonsense. I don't think it's that. I think it's got more going on. At least not this one. I mean, from what I can say of the one I've seen, I, I don't get that impression whatsoever. I, I would agree. And um, yeah. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, oh, um, so the whole portion of, so once they like, once they kind of realize like, oh wait, I'd say probably the pancake scene. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. That like something is going on. Cool scene. The what? So I like that scene. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot too, just because like uh, there's a lot of like hidden meaning in a lot of the stuff. Mm. Um, so when he was just like, you don't want to make, you don't want to eat pancakes anymore. Yeah. Like he didn't care about the pancakes. No. But they're just like talking about that. And the daughter's just like, uh, whatever. <laughs> like this is weird. Like, oh, God, old people. Wait a second. <laughs> and she keeps saying like, "Oh, you you two can make the pancakes," but she clearly didn't give a shit about pancakes. Like the, no. the daughter, and he, they just like had that conversation with each other without saying anything. But you don't want to meet like eat pancakes anymore. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And then from there on, how like Jack Nicholson reacted to all of like the intimacy, and then like slowly realizing and experiencing things he never experienced before. Mm. I thought he did a really good job at that. Like even just like little things, he would, he would just be like, uh, like, like he, he just looked visibly like, Hmm, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just so not even uncomfortable, but he just like does not know what to do. Mm. And yeah. he, and he needs, it's, it's a thing that like, I don't We've probably known people like this that just, build up the idea of being with like an intimate monogamous relationship to just like this huge thing that he cannot process in his mind where for Diane Geaton, who was married for 20 years is like, why is this hard for you? It shouldn't be hard. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like frustrated with him. But yeah, everything that Nicholson's doing to convey that, which I feel like is like pretty complicated acting. It's, it's just so 
natural. I don't know how to put it, but he's he's really good. I I kind of I like it because it it gives you the almost thought that like you know these people that you think of like oh look at the scumbag and blah 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 blah. It almost makes you feel bad for him. Like the hidden moral of the story is if he hadn't happened on this random person, he would have lived his whole life and never actually experienced love because he was never open to finding love. Like he never could have found it the way he was living. And like a lot of people do live their lives this way. And they're the tie off. The drawback is like, you're never going to be able to actually find love. And like, that's a really sad thing. Like you're not actually winning as much as people might feel jealous of, or, you know, it's, I don't know. He didn't even know what love was. I feel like, like how, how, how sad of a thought is that? Like, yeah, it's well, what you don't know. (laughs) Yeah. True. Well, um, yeah. And he was like a combination of freaked out by that, that he was like feeling this, that he didn't know what to do with. And then also, not even knowing like mechanically how this how is supposed to function. Right. Yeah. And then even before the pancake scene, there was like a point where he started like, like things were happening where like you couldn't see stuff or like the little things where um, he would just like talk about stuff. And then he like, you see his face kind of like look up <laughs> to a second, like, Oh, like I'm kind of old. Like you won't understand that. Like, and he starts like connecting all of the things that, like someone who's that much younger wouldn't understand mm-hmm. like what he's feeling and experiencing. And he like also portrays that in his facial expressions again. Like he doesn't say it out loud. He's just like, he'll just like look up and have that like weird face. Like, mm. uh, yeah, like whatever. Um, so I like how that like kind of started his like change to the new man that he became. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, like the the awkwardness of the whole like sex scene was amazing. Like all of the references to things that like that they're connecting on. Yeah. Based on being like older, like the not yeah, being yeah. like, can you see this? Uh, no, here, use my reading glasses. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that was was really I thought it was really like funny and like well added in. Um, and even he was just like like he got it up. He was. Like, oh, but you couldn't take any Viagra. And he's like, yeah, well, <laughs> like, it worked anyway. Yeah. I love that part. I had a new meaning of played doctor. Because uh, <laughs> she like had to do his blood pressure and all that right before. Like they had sex, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. And then what did he call his penis? It was like Mr. Mr. Midnight. Mr. Yeah. Midnight. Yeah, it was Mr. Midnight. It was like, oh my God. That was hilarious. It was just so good. And then like cutting the sweater off, like after like it's like you're wearing sweaters in the summer. I was like, what is this bitch doing wearing sweaters in the summer? He's absolutely right. And then he's yeah. like, Yep, now you have to cut your sweater off. See how that works? It's just, I don't know. It was really Yeah. Funny. Yeah, that was a yeah, I don't know that there's any other sex scenes like that in, in many movies we've covered so far. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's so I, I think calling it weird is doing it a disservice. It's just such a unique scene. And they're both well, like the acting in it is so fucking good. Right before that, he hits us with words have been invented to describe women like you. That's a great. Like, line. holy shit, man. That was amazing. And then he yeah. follows up with Flinty, which is like, oh yeah, that's exactly why Flinty was invented. Because there's no other reason yeah. for that word to have been invented. Like, I don't know. I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah, the, the whole a lot of the language, especially it seems like Nancy Myers had a great time writing the 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 phrases that he's using because he's this player who's been doing it for 40 plus years and he has like every move, but he's just like says some stuff that is like really insightful and some stuff that is just such bullshit. (laughs) And she does a great job of making it sound the same. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. like when he says, oh, you're a woman to love. She walks out of the room just like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and then that's what she names her play. It's very funny. Oh, man. It's like, ah. Full Erica, circle. you're a woman to love. It's funny because <laughs> that mean movie anything. doesn't, like, I feel like nothing about that movie relates to me, like, at all, outside of, like, the fact that I still haven't gotten married. <laughs> like, I don't know, or, you know. Um, you're basically 60. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm halfway there. <laughs> um but there were a couple of points where, like, I felt like real emotion from this oh, yeah. completely unrelatable rom com. Where I was like, "Oh, the the number one part was uh, like I put in my notes the biggest awe moment was when he like came back to her room and said, "I'd like to try sleeping with you." Yeah. <laughs> it was his way of saying like, "Yeah, I-, I want to sleep with you. I don't know how this works. This is kind of weird, but like, I think I want to." Um, yeah. And that was just like I was like, "Ah." <laughs> I felt he's, that. He's felt just that. so bad at it, but he like he wants he wants it. He's he's starting to want and there's just this cool kind of weird longing going on between them throughout the movie that is it's just really unique, I think. It's hard to do something that you don't know. Like he doesn't know yeah, what it is. What he it is. doesn't understand anything that's going on. It's like he just went through puberty. Yeah. And he's trying to figure it all out. It's interesting too cuz you can see how deeply it affected him like He's never, even if say Diane's character had like rejected him at the end, like he was never going to go back to being that player. Like that trip he took walking around, like he's experienced love. Like why would he ever go back to, to any of those women? Like that's why it was such an easy conversation to have. When he has a beard, he looks exactly like old Orson Welles. Just (laughs) putting that out there. I kind of, I kind of got that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like almost exactly. It's very funny. Then he shaves it to go to Paris, which. He does look more Parisian without it. I, I, I like the beard. Fair, I thought, thought it was pretty nice. It's a nice beard. You to only have it well. for one scene. I don't know. <laughs> I know. We've touched on it, but the chemistry between um, Jack and Diane is just so interesting. Yes. And you can tell both why these people would be initially repelled and then also why they would ultimately come to understand the other person exactly to, to such the extent that they do. And it's just really interesting. And they do that a lot. I mean, they're both a lot of loners. He's just having sex. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And it's killing him. So maybe <laughs> I remembered it was about the time frames in this movie. Okay. So I, I don't know if they fully mentioned how long he was in the house for, mm. like from the beginning to the end. I don't know if they gave us an actual time. Yeah. Frame. It seemed like it was like longer than, I, I think I was giving it a week, but it could have been like a month. I think that was, just seems like a long yeah. time to be in a stranger's house I, for. I think <laughs> it's about a week. He initially says you have to stick around for a couple of weeks, but then later when he goes to the hospital in New York, she's like, Oh, what, I don't know what you were doing out this late a week after a heart attack or something like that. He made a comment too, like about having sex a week after having a heart attack. And it's got to be some kind of medical record. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, he's I, crying I, when he says that that <laughs> scene's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I know the fact that he starts like crying, like as he's doing it's things. It's gotta be some kind of record. Um, but he, I think he changed what he was gonna say. By the way, I don't think that's what he was actually thinking. I think you're probably, correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, improv. <laughs> yeah, he's censoring himself, and yeah, he's yeah, like, all, all of this like different head. layered stuff is happening. I mean, just <laughs> through the performances, it's great. Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Um, I just I thought it like felt like it was longer, not because like of the connection they they had, but like. He had to build himself up to walking upstairs and stuff like that. So I thought it was longer. But the yeah, they did say like a week after a heart attack and um, stuff like that. But so they they maybe they fell in love in that time. 
but it didn't really like she didn't give a lot of time between then and like when she was over it. Like it, the whole thing was six months. Like Jack Nicholson had a full beard, looked like he just traveled the world. Apparently he did. He's in six months. Said he went to what, 12 different states to apologize yeah. to people? <laughs> and this was the furthest one. And went to like a, a beach <laughs> yeah. at some point. Yeah. So but, he, not even that he went on vacation, that he moved to the Caribbean and was there, he said, six hours. And this was a terrible yeah, no, idea. In that six months, that daughter found a husband and was a couple months pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she went from like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but. <laughs> I think that's a thing that adults do sometimes. Yeah. yeah. According to the movies. Anyways. They'll like get married within a few months of meeting someone. <laughs> Rachel's parents got engaged within 42 days of knowing each other. Holy shit. Yeah. Without like religious connotations is like, how, how do you do that? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm, you know. A single man that's not married, so probably because I won't do it within yeah, a few like months. Jack, just like I don't know how to make it work. I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't understand. I know functionally the inputs that you have to enter to get this result. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just need to all talk to Jack Nicholson or deeply analyze his approaches from this movie. Yeah, I could say. Going I wonder if that's more the takeaway that Nancy me. <laughs> Yeah, it, it also doesn't help that I think this is the first person's house I've been to in like three weeks. Like I'm not exactly looking that's very true. hard. That's I don't even go to the grocery store anymore. I, everything yeah. gets delivered. It might be a good thing that they don't make rom-coms anymore because I feel like the pandemic rom-coms would be insufferable. Oh man, yeah. it'd be it would, like swiped. It would just be all <laughs> screen shares of, yeah. of people on video. Just Zoom dates. Oh, why is this pitch heart in your Instagram? Yeah. Okay. I know someone that actually is now getting married to someone that they had like a Bumble. It started off as like Bumble video dates. Huh. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about here, here at the end. This whole month we're doing rom-coms, like I said. So interesting to think about like what makes a rom-com part of that genre. It's a whole genre, even though it's not like action, horror, sci-fi, Rom-coms. It, it can be pretty much anything. Any kind of people can be in a rom-com. But an interesting thing about this movie is the two main people who end up together have sex right around the hour into the movie. There's still an hour left. Yeah. And they're almost immediately after that, they separate and you have an hour of other stuff happening. I thought it was about to end. Yeah, no, I mean... I was it, like, I said it was two hours, but maybe that's like credits yeah. and all that other yeah. junk. You still have to have... Um, is, a play that written with a a, a a dancing line of butts. Yeah, a lot of a lot of man butts. A lot, a lot of, man lot butts. of ass. I was, as soon as they had like sex and the, that that whole thing, I was like, I, I'm not I'm sure where the conflict's going to come from because right. they already broke up the the dog. You know what I mean? So it was very. It felt very forced. I think that was my complaint with the the crying and that is like the breakup felt very forced. The conflict felt a little too forced. But. Well, that's that happens in all of these. That, that's one of the things that. So this wasn't quite as. Um, as much friction for me as usual. So parts of a rom-com, like they don't like each other at the beginning yeah. or they're just friends for some reason. Then some they, reason they can't. One yeah. of them's in a relationship. Yeah, or they just plain don't like each other. But then they then they, then they, they do. Then they get together. Then like they're, they're, it's about to be perfect, but then something at the 11th hour messes it up, right? We did... Um, something from the past comes yeah, up. Yes, something from the past comes up or... Wedding Singer. When we did Wedding Singer, mm. it's like, oh, there's just like a little bit of miscommunication. Yep. As each of them try to go to the other person's house and tell them how they feel, but something happens right before they get there that kind of messes it up. Um, and that's and that happens right at the end of the movie, pretty much. Mm. And then 
the the finale is this reconciliation and then they're together or whatever. And that's not really what happens in this movie. It kind of is, but it's stretched out into different proportions. Mm. That stuff usually takes up most of the movie. And then like the last 20 minutes, there's like a miscommunication. Um, like it's how it is in the wedding scene. Yeah, and that, this movie, right in the middle, is when they is when they break apart. In that that middle break apart part, I feel like you could probably cut a lot of that out and not really lose a lot from the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like as far as the plot goes, but yeah. So it's just something that I want to keep an eye on this month, going through the other rom coms. Like, how much are they hewing to what? Just off the cuff, we think about rom com structure. Hmm. Uh, and I think structurally this one's weird. It's sort of misshapen in a, in a really interesting way that I, that I appreciate. Hmm. It was well, definitely fresh and unique. Oh yeah. So um, my question is, what is your favorite or some of your favorite rom-coms? Uh, my favorite just is the proposal. Ben? No, nothing more to say. Just straight up stands on its own. Okay. So that's, no. that's, that's Sandy and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. I love that Betty White is in it. Um, I think she, she really makes that movie. Uh, I like the structure of it. I like that she is the boss and he's the assistant. You know what I mean? It just does kind of flip that a little bit on its, on its end. And I fucking love Ryan Reynolds. He's just amazing in so many ways. So, yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good pick. I, I, partial to um one thing that's definitely sticking out is 10 things i hate about you oh yeah that's that's my favorite that's a good one that's a wonderful movie Mm -hmm. so that's that's why one of the ones i was like i will definitely do a podcast on this (laughs) but yeah those 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 are good i really love four weddings and a funeral um i'm trying to specifically not mention ones that might come up i like two weeks notice a lot too it's another sandy but that one's with hugh grant I kind of like think the Justin I've seen Timberlake that movie too, The Friends with Benefits. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even I remember if it's one. good. I just remember I enjoyed it, mm. but it might you know yeah the the two main characters are played by people that I enjoy watching. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Ten Things I Hate About You is yeah probably number one. I've seen that multiple times. That's probably up there for me. We will do that eventually. That's that is in the works in a few months. Well, nice. uh, we'll get to a theme month of that works for. There's also another one I really like. Do you have someone that hasn't seen that? We'll find someone. Yeah, yeah. There, there's <laughs> got to be. Hasn't there, seen but that's going to be hard. 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Oh. A couple good Drew I was kind of just ones. hoping you didn't see it. No, I love that one. Uh, a couple good Drew Barrymore ones I like. Never Been Kissed. That's, I seen it. was thinking about that one because of David Arquette and Scream. Um, he's like the, the, you know, love interest in that one. And um, the other Drew Barrymore one I was thinking, oh yeah, Music and Lyrics, speaking of Hugh Grant. See that either. That one's good. That one's that one holds up. That. that one has like a kind of parody of uh, music in it too, of like the music industry. Oh, okay. Hugh Grant plays this guy that was in a, a band that's basically Wham! in the 80s and they have like a very fun pop hit. And then he just becomes like a songwriter who just writes for like pop stars today. Okay. It's good stuff, man. I might have seen, is that one really old? Not really old, but um, that one is two thousands. Okay, might have seen. I, I know my mom fucking loves Hugh Grant, so I feel like I've seen a lot of stupid Hugh Grant things. <laughs> oh, Princess Diaries is technically a rom com, I guess. Mm. That's the thing. If you just try and search, it'll just be like this one's got a joke in it and someone kisses. Yeah. So that's a rom com. Uh, Miss Congeniality, I really like. We did an episode on that. Give that a shout. Oh out. yeah, it's yeah. a rom com. I've seen that. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I mean, there's Sandy. Sandy can be all over the list. That, that's a good question to end on. But is there anything 500 else? 500 Days of Summer? 
That, wait, that wasn't. That's another one either. that's kind of like a dramedy, right? Yeah, I don't know. And they don't end up together. It <laughs> seems like one of, more one of those like wacky, zany things and like funny. so quirky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's why I've seen it a couple pixie times. dream girl kind of thing. That's fine. Your question was a good one to end on, so we'll probably cut out after that. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for rom-com month. I'm trying to get better about doing a couple things at the end of each episode. Would you guys, since it's all about seeing a movie that you haven't seen before, would you recommend this movie to someone who hasn't seen it before? Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Because I'm trying to get better about doing stuff. Maybe, maybe not uh, everyone's parents, apparently, because yeah, no, <laughs> my, parents my hate sister it. and my mom oh, and hate it. No, you just wait till next time you're bringing a girl back and it's like, hey, you want to watch Something's Gotta Give and get bonus points for watching a wrong yeah. song that you actually enjoy. Let Mr. Midnight out of his cage. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, like a solid four hospital trips out of five. I don't know if you guys have a rating. Um, I'd say probably about a. 3.8 out of 5. Yeah. I'd say I liked it a little bit less than The Wedding Singer. I'm just going to use that as my baseline now. So you guys get to... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, say, I think you gave Wedding Singer like a 6. I right? did overall. 6 out of 5? Sorry. No, I 6 just, out of 5. That's 6 out of 10. You must have loved it. See, out of 10 and out of 5 is such a different it's scale. It's such a so. different scale. I know. You can, you can use any metric you want, as, as you know. I'd, I'd probably give it... You said a 4 out of 5... Yeah, four hospital trips. I said 3.8. 3.8. 3.8, uh, Mr. Midnight's out of <laughs> yeah. five. 3.3. I've seen too many good goddamn now, movies on this podcast. Is that a hospital trip or a Mr. Midnight scale? That's a Mr. Midnight scale. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I mean, that's not uh, a bad 6. rating. 6.9 Mr. Midnight's out of 10. No, it's, it's above the like baseline. I, well, I'd oh, say yeah. like 2.5 is like baseline of like what you yeah, recommend. Yeah, of watchable. Uh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah 2.5 is watchable, I would say. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, I I like this a lot. I was I was surprised by how much I dug it. I I mean, going into it, I like Diane Keaton. I like Jack. I like Yanu. I like Nancy Myers movies. Mm. Cool. So you can reach us by email if you want. Late to the movies at gmail dot com. It is to the number, not too spelled out. Also on Instagram, late to the movies underscore podcast. Uh, Thanks as always to Robbie for managing that uh, that page. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, so I'm glad you do. <laughs> no worries. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast, Robbie and Corey. Hell yeah. Great time. We'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.